0: Welcome back to Park It Right Here. I am your host, Lainey Park. This week, I am thrilled to interview a teacher that I got to know last summer while we were working on math assessments. This teacher exudes enthusiasm and positivity, and I'm excited to see how she brings that out in the classroom and how she is creating memorable moments with her students. So without further ado, here is my guest, Jessica Mobley. Jessica, hi, hey, how are you doing? Great, how are you doing? Good, I am so excited that you are coming to do this with me today. Yes, so am I.
1: Did you have a good work day today? I did, had a lot of professional development and had some time to organize a few things. So it was well,
0: good, good. Okay, well, we'll just go ahead and get started and um. I'll just start off by asking you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell us who you are. Tell us your background.
1: Okay, wonderful. Uh, My name is Jessica Mobley. Um, I have been teaching for three years. Um, Before I get into that, um, I have a wonderful, supportive husband who I've been married to for five years, Um, and I have the most adorable two-year-old and then, so I have been teaching for three years. Um, I am certified in ESOL and SPED. Um, my first year in a homeroom class was actually last year in second grade. Um, and then I looped up with them to third grade. That was not something I was expecting. Um, it was just brought to my attention of something that could possibly happen. And it was the most amazing thing um, to be a part of. Um I think it's important to know a little bit, um, about the demographics of Mm -hmm. where I'm at. Um, so I have, um, in my school, it's 95% Hispanic, um, 99% low income and, um, close to 90% English language learners. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to go
0: ahead and ask my first question then. I always like to ask every guest, what was your most memorable academic moment as a student yourself?
1: Okay, Um, the most memorable academic moment, um, you know, (laughs) I know a lot of people can spout some off at the top of their head. Um, Mm -hmm. Mine's kind of a little bit not as good. Um, I always felt, I had a really rough childhood growing up, like many students and children do. Um, I always felt like I was never seen. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt I wasn't super excited to come to school Um, I was always a little bit on the lower side of academics. Um, I would get all these grades that, you know, weren't showing any improvement. But then I also felt like I didn't know why I wasn't improving. Um, I had a lot of things. I just felt invisible. Um, I felt like I was a little overlooked. So um, that's probably one of the biggest reasons I became a teacher is because I never wanted um, any kid to be overlooked. Um, right like I was so um, I think about academics and you know a lot of the things that we we teach in elementary school or um, and that I teach in elementary school carries on I mean that is the base for the start of education and the start of love for learning and I felt like if I would have had somebody do that for me then maybe I would have you know felt differently well that's powerful
0: I know I guess. People, when I ask them that question, tend to focus on the positive moments that they've mm-hmm. had. But, but that's powerful that you have that moment that kind of drives you in what you do now. Yeah. Um, well, I am so excited to hear about things that you've done with your students. I know just from when I met you last summer, yeah. Just you exude positivity and... Um, So I'm excited just to hear some ways that you create those memorable moments in your classroom or just several things, whatever you've got to share.
1: All right. Wonderful. Um, I think the biggest thing... when you talk about creating memorable academic moments is the basis of a relationship. Um, And that's like first right off the bat that comes to me. You know, my students that have now give me everything that they've got because they know I give everything to them, but also because we've built such strong relationships. Um, I feel like you can't start, I feel like that is a memorable moment in itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why I became a teacher is, is to make sure every single student knew how much they were loved, and how much I cared about them. Um, some ways that I create and build relationships in my classroom is um, we eat breakfast together. Um, we don't have to eat lunch with students, but I eat lunch with my kids. Um, I play at recess with them, um, having conversations um, individually. And um, something that I've done this year is home visits. Um, and Oh my goodness! That the power of home visits—to um, see your students light up with excitement, to see their teacher come and give them a, you know, sweet little um, letter and a gift—has just brought so much power.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we were actually just talking about home
1: visits. home visits the other day at work. So tell me, when when do you do those visits? Do so you do it at the beginning of the year? So I was a little. Um, intimidated by home visits, uh, and I think a lot of um, educators yeah. are. Uh, my kids, um, like I said, primarily most of my families do not speak English, um, so I was, I was worried about the translation part, um, but then I was reminded by a teacher that, you know, I mean, we teach kids. I teach students that don't speak English, and, you know, mm-hmm. we do speak human, and mm-hmm. you show up with a smile, and, you know, you're just saying hello, um, and it doesn't have to be like, Anything, you know, you don't have to go in and sit down. Um, but we have actually started. Um, and wow. we've been given time during a professional learning to pick a partner and go visit a student. And my partner and I, we try and get as many kids in as possible. Um, but it has opened up a um, Oh, such a light in my class. It's, it's unbelievable. I had a little um, a little girl that was sick one day and decided to go visit her because she never misses school. Um, and her sister came to the door and she did speak English and she said um, she was so upset when I told her that it wasn't a good idea, idea for her to come to school today because she was so scared of what she would miss um, in your class. And, you know, it just made my heart really warm. Um, but yeah home visits are
0: you mentioned that the kids love those home visits just seeing you come but have you seen an improvement
1: in relationships with their families through that too definitely and that's what I was about to get to that was one of my my main goals as a as a new teacher was to involve my families. um family involvement is huge um as the mom and as, you know, you want the parents and the families to feel involved um, and you don't you never want to make an assumption that they don't want to be involved. Um, so I have the Remind app and I made it a huge goal to get all my kids familiar with how to use it on my phone, um, how I've, you know, open house parents sign up for it, sent flyers and flyers home until I had everybody on there. Um, Remind is huge because it'll translate for huh. Um, and the power of sending, um, families didn't know how to really, I think, react when I was sending home messages all the time on, you know, noticing something good a student was doing, or they um, moved up a reading level, or they had a really great day, or maybe that I noticed they weren't having a really great day, but I wanted to compliment them, and they come in the next day and say, you know, mom really got your message last night about me. And so um, boosting the morale and, and inviting parents in to be a part of their students learning. Um, just to put that into perspective, um, I had a little I got on the mind to see how many messages that I send to my parents and collectively the conversations that I have with each one, it was about 6,000 messages. Oh, wow. Um, that's amazing. Between And that's not from what I send to them. That is from them and me right? going back and forth. So I have all week, I mean, I have checking all my kids that are out or, um, you know, including them and, you know, Things that they can be doing at home to help um, snow day pictures, asking for mm-hmm. pictures from home, um, and I've built such strong relationships with my families and over in the classroom. Huge!
0: That's that's awesome. I love that. What do you have? Any other things before I move on to my next question? Definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, share it all. So, uh, <laughs>
1: Building those relationships is what sets the foundation for creating memorable moments. But also I think one of the things that my kids um as I looped um, were my room transformations that I do um, a few times during the school year. Um, mm-hmm. we had a few new students at the beginning that joined our class family and um one of my kids said, you just wait for, you never know what day it's going to be, but she will walk in and it will not look like our classroom. And that's um, awesome. they could tell you not just what we did, but what they learned. Um, and that's what the whole point of room transformations is. And I was really nervous about a room transformation. And for those that don't know what a room transformation is, um, it's basically, you um, so I did a glow day. I've done a basketball theme day. Um, those are the two that I've done so far. But you look at your content and you look at what either you want to review or what you want to introduce. I've done both both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you base your room transformation around that content. Um, content is your base, the foundation. And then you you set up around mm-hmm. it. Um I think that, um, you know, it's, I've never seen my kids more engaged. And I've got a wide variety of kids. I've got, you know, the hyperactive kids. I have the quiet kids. I have the, you know, rambunctious kids. I think that's all of our classrooms. We have all these, you know, different, no kids. But the amount of engagement you see on those days is just, unreal and they will never forget the material you cover or the experience that that brought them. Um, so formations are, um, a really big deal for me. And I, I'm going to continue to create more and more. Um, and you can always get resources from people in your building or asking for, you know, help from parents or um, I this year invited my team along with me. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we set up one room and we went to another person's room and we set up that room. Mm-hmm. So it, cut down, it cut down on time as well. So um, it's just so much fun to provide those experiences for different learners and learning styles and having, um you know setting the stage to engage is what yeah I like to call it.
0: yeah I think anytime you can kind of break the script like that and surprise them like I love mm-hmm. how you said that kid said like you don't know when it's gonna happen but yeah. one
1: day <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, awesome. it's 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 amazing um it's amazing that's great well um One of the ways I've talked
0: about with each of my guests that moments are created is through moments of insight. So how Mm -hmm. do you push your kids to stretch themselves and to learn about themselves and get better and improve?
1: Yeah. So I think, um, it's a productive struggle. is very important. Um, I like to uh, give my students all the tools that they need in their tool belt, but also I like for them to understand that um, working through things is very important. And, you know, we have as teachers have to be able to model that um, and show what that looks like in instruction and out loud um, and what that would look like on, on our own. And then, give kids the opportunity to, um, struggle productively. Um, also when you build those high, um, those strong relationships that comes with high expectations, you know, Mm -hmm. I never have, you know, of, you know, we're going to get here, you know, I mean, we do have goals that we set, but no goal is ever, we hit that goal and that's it. You know, we are always striving for, and I think meeting with my students and I meet with them one-on-one and pretty much every subject and give them feedback right away and we talk about you know what they could do better and what they need to work on and giving them a visual of that I have one of my new things in my classroom this year is called um it's hashtag goalsters um, and each of their names are on the wall and they pick a different goal whether it's academic or um, social emotional Um, it's a goal for them and something that they want to work on Um, and we talk about that goal and they write about that goal and um, every month we we choose a new goal so I think just just knowing your students and having conversations with them and um, setting goals is you know going to internally teach them how to set goals for themselves. Yeah.
0: And I love how you said it's not just always an academic goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's not something a lot of people think about. So I mm-hmm. love that you include that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting you on the spot, but can you think of like some examples of some goals the kids have set for themselves? Yes,
1: of course. So um, I have a few that um, work well with others. Um, I have write and complete sentences. Um, one of the most powerful ones I've seen this year is I can believe in myself. Uh, uh, we talk about what? <laughs> it's going to make me emotional. Uh, um, talk about, oh goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, do my personal best. Um, follow directions. I can participate more in class. Um, just, you know, um, read more at home. Um, and I try my best, um, in certain moments to step back and, you know, I try not to put my input in on a lot of choices for my kids. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's huge to create, um, you know, we like the opinions of others and we want, you know, people to help us out with our choices, but they pick those on their own. I, I, I don't have much say in that, but the ones that they pick for themselves are the ones that I would pick for them. Yeah, that's what speaks volumes.
0: That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Well, we also talked about how memorable moments are created when we feel pride. So tell me how you make your kids feel pride? How do you make them feel recognized? And I know a lot of times relationships kind of goes into that, but Mm -hmm. what are some specific things that you do so that your kids know that you're recognizing them?
1: Yes. So um, first of all, when you walk in the door of the classroom, I've got every student's name and a picture of them from the first day of school. Um, I also have like a little class Instagram on the outside of the door where full pictures throughout the year um, of them and their families, them together working. And it's just a reminder of, you know, everything through our year, but, um, meeting with kids individually and having is going to give them a sense of pride. Um, Teaching them to have pride in themselves and have pride in each other. Um, When you hear kids say, you did an awesome job, or I really like the way you said that, um, it doesn't always have to come from me. um, And they make each other feel prideful. Um, But I try to encourage my students um, throughout the day. Um, But a lot of that just comes it just comes. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's really hard to, I make them feel prideful in their classroom, the way it's set up. Um, Um, Lots of different things,
0: you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it definitely
1: sounds like your classroom is a family. It is. It is. We call ourselves, um, our morning song that we created. Um, I let them write their own song. Um, it took us a few weeks, but, um, it says, welcome to Miss Mobley's class where we are family. So, um, oh, yeah, they, when you create a culture of students who, um, you know, can work together and know what it looks like and they, they know the expectations and, you know, they're happy and excited to come to school and they know how much you love them. Um, man, it's out of this world what they, yeah. what they can achieve and accomplish.
0: Yes, that's me exactly too. right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, moving on, tell <laughs> me what some
1: of your favorite educational technology tools are right now. Oh, my favorite. So um, I love technology and I try and use it in almost everything I do at some point in the day. Um, right now, my favorite is Flipgrid. And yeah, Flipgrid mine too. <laughs>
0: um.
1: Every kid, not just English. I mean, every kid is an English language learner. Um, Whether, you know, you speak two languages or you just speak English. I mean, we need students need time to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, We should have turn and talks. We should have, you know, talking it in a productive way is important. So Flipgrid gives my kids a chance to talk and to hear themselves um, and to share their thoughts, uh, I love Flipgrid Shorts. Love, love, love Flipgrid Shorts. Um, Do you want me to give a little... Yeah, yeah. Give it a little quick (laughs) synopsis of it and kind of how you use it. Yes, Flipgrid Shorts is um, three minutes long. Uh, Teachers, when you log on to Flipgrid, you have a little Shorts tab at the top. You click on that. Students do not have... When they click on their Flipgrid, they can't see your shorts. So really what I use my shorts for is three-minute video neat little pen pad that I can, um, write on and doodle on and teach like a math lesson a geography lesson. Um, and kids three minutes after three minutes, they're not, you've lost their attention span. So it's a perfect amount of time. So what I'll do is I'll do if I taught, you know, equivalent fractions, I would go on after school, do a little quick video of teaching it again I will send it through Remind home to my parents. Um, mm-hmm. My kids can watch it on Remind, and most of the time, their parents will like um, make them do the problems that I- out as I'm working it out. Um, and then, what I'll do for the math lesson the next day is they'll watch that video, and then I will have on the Flipgrid side um, where they have to solve a problem on their whiteboard and teach me how they how they solved it just like I did on the. show. that's short.
0: awesome um, that's such a great example of blended learning and kind of giving kids control over
1: when they do it and mm-hmm. I love yeah and it, it, it's it's great it's but the thing is is that you embed the links into canvas that's how they have access to watching those shorts as so you send it through a mind or you embed it on canvas um, okay but it's it's awesome it's a great tool um, and, and I love it my kids love it That's awesome. Was there anything else that you didn't get to tell me about that you wanted
0: to make sure to share?
1: Um, I just think that when we talk, you know, about memorable moments as, you know, um, I was thinking of, you know, what else I could share. And, um, I think of when I told my class that I would be looping with them. That's like a memory that's embedded in my brain. Um, and one of my kids, he, he said, uh, you know why you're getting to loop with us? And <laughs> I said, "Why?" and he said, because you know me inside and out, Miss Bubbly. Mm. Um, and oh, I'm gonna cry again. I oh, know um, I got chills. <laughs> um, for greater to say that. Um, yeah, that's, that's powerful. So, um, well, I think you have
0: done an amazing job of taking your life experience of feeling invisible and making sure none of your students feel invisible. I can you. definitely get that just from from talking with you. Okay. Um, well, um, do you have some social media information oh, so yes. people can follow you and see what's going on in your classroom? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I actually just created one. I was on the fence about having um, like a teacher's social media page, but I did it and I'm loving it. So I've got about nine mm. posts on there. So you know, <laughs> hit the like button. Um, it's Marvelous Miss Mobley on Instagram. Okay. Um, All I right. I love the show Marvelous Miss Maisel. So uh, that's awesome well thank
0: you All right, so I always like to wrap up I've got some random rapid fire questions so just I'm going to ask you random questions and you just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind just a little fun thing to kind of end things let's do it okay so the first one is if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner who would it be
1: oh my gosh (laughs) anyone in the world to dinner who would it be Um, probably Chris Harrison. I'm all, I'm into the Uh, Oh Yeah. (laughs) Um, so my girlfriends would love that. Yeah,
0: that's good. All right. Would you like to be famous? And if so, what would you want to be famous for?
1: I don't know if I'd want to be famous. Um, I probably wouldn't want to. If I were famous, it would want to be changing the lives of um, kids. I perfect. mean, I am I am doing what I am supposed to be doing right now and this is, you know, this is my path. That's so awesome. Um when's the last time you sang to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> what about to
0: somebody else?
1: Uh well, when was my oh, kids yes. my kids were here on Friday. Um we sang all day. So, um, Friday, right. I tell them that I'm not the best singer, but they, they say I am, so it makes That's me feel That's good. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you
0: rather be covered in fur or covered in scales?
1: Fur. <laughs> totally fur. It's softer. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 yeah. That's fair. All right. <laughs> would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music or forced to sing along to any song you heard? Dance. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what's your spirit
1: animal? An otter. Mm, An otter. I like that. Yeah. Playful. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. So my last question is going to be, is there anything that you wish you'd known as a first year teacher?
1: Anything I'd wish I'd known. Oh, I oh, know that's a tough one. It is how your students go through some like unimaginable circumstances, um, and it affects, you on the heart, um, mm-hmm. and that you know we have to you know stay strong for our our students. Um, I think that that's you know, then um, that I wasn't fully prepared um, for is you know all the things that we're going to. It's hard to right. Explain. No, okay. to... you're
0: not just a teacher. You
1: yeah, that's you're not girl. just a teacher. That
0: that
1: you said it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you're not just a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Well,
0: thank you we so much, Jessica. I enjoyed our conversation so much, and I know yes, um, you're going to make a big impact on being able to share how you're creating memorable moments in your room. So, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so, a yes, pleasure. well, have a great afternoon.
1: You Bye. as well. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Park It Right Here. Check us out on social media if you haven't. On Instagram, it's at Park It Right Here Podcast, and on Twitter, it's at Park It Podcast. Now remember, for an individual human being, moments are the thing. Moments are what we remember and what we cherish. So go out and make memorable moments.